edition of From the Field to the Fans. I'm your host, Otis Evagaro, and with me, sports editor Keeson Ramirez, who filled in filled in for me last week. I was out of town at a convention. Uh, that was really fun, but uh, did a fantastic job, man. You, Mariah, Kirk, you guys held it down for, for me a little bit. I don't know about fantastic. It's tough to fill your <laughs> shoes as a host, but it's nice to be back in my role as a, you know, just a contributor, not the host. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, appreciate the, the the fine compliment, but you guys did do a fantastic job. And, and a team that we're hoping does a fantastic job this weekend is, is Texas State. Uh, not this weekend, excuse me, on Tuesday. It's Texas State when they play Lafayette. Um, Lafayette coming into town Tuesday night, ESPN2. It's going to be a big deal. Um, you know, hopefully the, the students show up. Um, hopefully, um, you know, there's a there, the tailgate atmosphere starting at noon on Tuesday is going to be popping. Um, and hopefully Bobcats come up and, and show out. I've seen on Twitter, hashtag Revenge at Wacker. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, last year it was the first ever Sun Belt game. They had to go play on the road in Lafayette. Uh, wasn't a very pretty game. Losing 48-24. Tyler Jones, 50, uh, 58 yards rushing, 10 of 15 in the air, 66 yards. Uh, second career game after the big win against Wyoming. So that was that was tough for him. Uh, Terrence Broadway, the defending uh, Sun Belt Player of the Year, had a great game, 18-28, 335 yards, four touchdowns. Louisiana as a whole, uh, 212 yards, so that was pretty impressive for them. And then Brandon Smith, two kickoff return touchdowns for 192 yards there at the end of the game, so kind of made the game a little bit closer to what it really was. But the Bobcats got to hand it to them in, in Lafayette, and they're looking, so, they're looking for some revenge on national television come Tuesday. Coach Fran put it well. He kind of said that they – had you know they got their butt spanked in a way he said that they were spanked they weren't ready on they weren't on that level this year things have changed uh texas state three and two lafayette two and three lafayette's the one that's looking a little shaky while as texas state top 20 team in offense you know they're kind of rolling in that regard and the the flip is switched they're at home tuesday night espn it's it's a big game and as you look at last year's stats i wouldn't read too much into it because the just the, the amount that texas state has changed in that one-year span, Tyler Jones has played. He's been more seasoned. Uh, Terrence Franks is coming to his own. Rob Lowe still running the ball very well. The defense a little shaky here and there, but they're aggressive and they're doing good things. You know, make or break. And uh, just, I wouldn't read too much into that matchup for sure. Yeah, Texas State three and one heading into that matchup from last year. They had a lot of positive momentum, and I think that Lafayette game put some things into perspective for them. Uh, you kind of saw what they needed to recruit a little bit. Oh, man, the Louisiana, that front line on both ends was really big. Bobcats have gotten bigger, stronger uh, up front, so so that's going to help this matchup. Remember, Bobcats are coming off a 10-game layoff, uh, playing Idaho, homecoming, being able to pull that win off, 35-30. Uh, big win for the Bobcats, so 10-day layoff. They get to rest uh, physically, but most importantly, I think mentally, uh, three tough games in Illinois. Then you play Tulsa after losing David Gish. Um, um, you know, and that and that Illinois game too to go back to that game, rain delay, all that stuff going on, and then you know playing Idaho, homecoming, all the theatricals that go with that. So, really important for the Bobcats to get a mental break as they play Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette, like you said, two and three. They've lost to Louisiana Tech, uh, Ole Miss. Loss of games. I mean, I mean, they have definitely, uh, they've definitely had their struggles this season. Terrence Broadway, not the same guy uh, he was a year ago. 178.4 yards per game, tenth in the Sun Belt. Uh, not, not the guy that threw for 335 yards against the Bobcats. And they have Elijah McGuire, who's gotten 66.2 yards per game, seventh in the Sun Belt. Uh, but that's not how Lafayette played last year. You know, they had Alonzo Harris 
big factor for them um, on rushing on the ground. He's not there anymore, and they're they're struggling to run the they're struggling to run the ball, struggling to throw the ball, and it's, it hadn't been good for the Raging Cajuns this year. What's interesting about this team, they're returning 19 starters, Lafayette is, 19 starters of 21, of 22 possible, and yet they're, they've regressed in every metric across yeah. the board. Passing, rushing, defense, uh, turnover differential, there's not a lot of things that do, they're doing right. That doesn't mean that we should, you know, take them lightly and say, hey, you know, we're way better than them this year. But the, the flip, the switch has been flipped, and it's, you look at them, uh, just, it's, it's cause for concern. Uh, I talked to Coach Washington at practice Thursday, and he talked about how, you know, this team, all they need is one game. All they need is one game to, you know, turn their momentum around and, you know, start. And once they get that, they're a dangerous team. But as of right now, you look at them at the currently constructed, they're not so tough. Yeah, and 272.2 yards per game given up on the ground. It's the worst in Sunbelt Conference play and uh, Sunbelt period. Uh, Lafayette is not the same team that it was last year. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Bobcats come out and play. And as we analyze the, the, uh, the uh, Lafayette game, we're not the only person that has an interesting perspective on it. Here's Coach Fran, who, who talked to you at uh, Thursday's practice. Uh, I have Coach Dennis Francioni with me. Uh, Coach, three straight, you know, down to the wire, mental games. What do you tell them to prepare themselves mentally for a tough game against Lafayette? Well, all of our games are are going to be like that. Um, you know, if we're going to win, that's for sure. I mean, uh, it's a battle, and uh, you know, every college football play comes down to a handful of plays or less, and we certainly have been the epitome of that through most of our games this year. And, we're just a few plays away from being 5-0, and and we're just a few plays away from being 1-4. and So we, we just got to get up and play every play, and they've done a great job of doing that so far. 48-24 in your last meeting against Lafayette last year. Teams have switched, your offense up-tempo. They've kind of returned 19 starters. Do you feel like you've closed the gap on them this year heading into your matchup? I hope so. Last year wasn't much fun. Um, you know, I, I know we're a better football team. Um, whether we've moved into the, to the front seat with him remains to be seen, but uh, we're, we're better, and so we're anxious to prove we're better. Um, but they, they are the class of the league and deserve to be talked about that way because they've, they've been the champion three years in a row. So that's what you have to model yourself after, and that's what you have to work to be. Terrence Broadway, starting quarterback, senior, one of the premier quarterbacks in the conference, led the league in passing rating last year. He's kind of struggled this year, you know, in his progressions and everything. Have you seen that on the tape, or what's going on with their offense, you know, has it, since it hasn't started well so far? Well, I think the biggest thing is they played good football teams. They played Ole Miss, who's number four in the nation. They played Boise State, who's always a good football team. Uh, the one game that was probably a little bit of a surprise was Louisiana Tech, for whatever reason. Uh, but I thought uh, Terrence played very well last week against Georgia State. He looked like he was in a pretty good groove, and um, you know he got his good receiver back, and and that helped him, uh, I think, a little bit. And uh, he's still the guy in this league, and and uh, I think we all recognize him as 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 the guy that uh, uh, he drives their team, and he's certainly capable of winning football games. In that game, Broadway set season high in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Like you said, he had his uh, starting receiver, Jamal Robinson, back. What does having him you know, add to the offense dimension? Well, he's a big play guy. He's 6'4". He's got good speed. Um, you know, he makes you have to think about do you double-team him, and if you double-team him, then what do you do with the others? What do you do with the run game? Uh, things like that. And uh, uh, if you don't double him, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with out there, and he's going to make plays. And... 
So it's a challenge to defend their entire offense across the board. Offensively, you have two good running backs, Terrence Franks, Rob Lowe, spitting the carries, kind of consider them co-starters. Um, what is it? How easy does it make your job You know, when you have two guys that you can rely on to run the ball? Well, good, as long as they're both healthy. Uh, you know, you don't worry about which one's in the game. Uh, Rob may be a little better on certain plays, and Terrence may be a little better on certain ones. But for the most part, they're, they're just two good, solid running backs. And uh, I don't look out there and see which one's in because I have confidence in both of them. Tuesday night game, ESPN2, your first game of your career coaching on ESPN uh, on Tuesday night. What does this game mean for the program that you're trying to build? Well, I, I think this is an opportunity for the nation to see Texas State football. Uh, you know, this is just our third year. We're two and a half years into being an FBS program, and uh, it's an opportunity to display that. It's a great opportunity for our university and our students, student body, uh, to display their spirit and what our university is about. Uh, and for San Marcos, uh, it's a great opportunity for our beautiful town to to have an opportunity to display itself because this is a great place to live and a great university in so many ways. And we hope our football team can be a, a good representative of everything Saturday or Tuesday night. Yeah, that was a very, very interesting interview with Coach Fran. Something that he said that, that I kind of want to get your perspective on is that you, you had a good question about Jamal Robinson. You know, we talked about how Terrence Broadway has been struggling this year, but he gets Jamal Robinson back. You alluded to a 6-4 target. I mean, how, how are the Bobcats going to try to defend a guy like that? Coach Washington, secondary coach, kind of outlined how they're going to go and attack him. They are going to mix up coverages, double team him occasionally, kind of, you know, give him a little uh, different looks every time just to mix it up. They're not going to single coverage him. They're not going to double coverage him. It's, it's hard to replicate what he does in a game day because there's no one on the team that's 6'4", which makes it hard to simulate what kind of player he is. And the offense, when you look at it, they're scoring 33 points per game with Jamal Robinson playing and 12 without. It's a huge difference, and this team is really potent with him. So, so you would consider him a spotlight? Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, definitely a spotlight. And, you know, we always go through this. We, we have our spotlight uh, players, of the, players of the games to look out for. Uh, for me, to start off with, it's Greg Mager. And it's almost like every week, I think you, you, you kind of talked about it too, I, I pick him. But this week is going to be especially important. Field position is always an important part of the game. But Greg Mager, because Daniel Cadona, Rachel Caden's punter averages 46.5 yards per punt, second in the Sun Belt, eighth in the country. And Greg Mager, he's he's getting 23.2 yards per punt return, and he's had four punt returns this year. So look for him to probably break one uh, uh, against the Raging Cajuns come Tuesday. I'm going to stick with the secondary. I'm going to go Kobe Targon, the guy you know that's going to be a safety valve when he needs it. Uh, Kobe Targon, 10 tackles against Idaho. He's been playing really well, got an interception, a couple pass breakups earlier in the year. He's going to be really key when you need that over-the-top over the coverage against Jamal Robinson. Yeah, and I'm going to stick on the, I mean, defense. Defense wins championships, right? I'm going to stick with defense. I'm going to go with my Nigerian brother, uh, Michael Odiari. First in the Sun Belt in sacks with 5.5. Remember, four and a half on homecoming against Idaho. That's going to be very important. Uh, put pressure on Broadway. They're going to need they're going to need him to step up. He's also first in the Sun Belt tackles for losses with 7.5 um, as well, and and you know, with their leading rusher averaging 66.2 yards per game, look for Odiari to live in the uh, in in, in uh, uh, Lafayette's backfield. No, it's every game is really important to focus on the quarterback. But my second player, Tyler Jones, 
Uh, 76 yards against Idaho, season low. Um, in his previous game against Louisiana Lafayette, also his second career game ever, uh, 66 yards. He didn't have a lot of success there. But in the year of seasoning, offseason, he's just a completely different player. Uh, prior to the Idaho game, he was averaging 240 yards and four touchdowns per game. He looked for him to come bounce back. Coach Fran expects it. He expects it. He's really the cog in the middle of the offense. Yeah, and, that, and that's important. You throw all these numbers out there. We're looking at by the numbers. Uh, you, got some, you got some interesting numbers that you want to throw out there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, my first number, minus nine. That's uh, Louisiana Lafayette's turno- turnover differential. They've created 10 – they've – committed 10 turnovers and created one. It's a disparity that you look at it, and that's a big cause of the problems that they're having offensively. Oh, look at you, the negative number. Yeah. That's the first time this year we've used a negative integer. It cannot be my vocab of the day. Yeah, Integer, okay. All right, sweet. SAT word of the day. (laughs) Integer, look it up. Uh, Minus two. It's the second time in school history that the Bobcats will be shown on our premier station, uh, ESPN2. All eyes on San Marcos, fastest growing city um, in the country for two years in a row now. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see how the Bobcats do under pressure and and all that, but that's going to be great. uh, You know, some consider Tuesday the second day of the week. You know, it's on ESPN2. Tyler Jones's numbers too, so maybe there's something about that too that uh, you know that might be uh, come come be a good luck charm for the Bobcats on on Tuesday. Second number twenty four. That was the difference between Lafayette last year and Texas State last year. Uh, twenty four points. Look for that to decrease because a Texas State is better. B Lafayette's a little regressed there. And if you can get that differential down to a reasonable number, the margin is very thin. Uh, they have a very thin margin for error against teams because they're coach Fran said it often they're going to play close games just because that's the way they're constructed um, and look for this game to be closer than that margin yeah that, that's a great number all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some uh, a lot of numbers out here but my second number is 23,722 that's the average home attendance for the Bobcats in three games this season that's six in the Sun Belt and you got to be asking yourself, how can a school of 36,790, which, by the way, fourth biggest school in the state of Texas, public school behind UT, A&M, and, and U of H, Houston, um, how can they average that? I mean, if you look at the number one home attendance, that's Lafayette with 28,748. You know how much to go to their school? 16,885. Number two, Arkansas State. They average 28,163. Arkansas State's enrollment, 13,415. Number three, Appalachian State, 25,038. Average attendance, enrollment, 19,089. <laughs> Number four, South Alabama, 24,738. That's average attendance. People that go to South Alabama, enrollment, 15,007. Number five, Georgia Southern, average attendance, 23,828. Enrollment, 20,584. All five schools before the Bobcats are nowhere close to their role. In fact, the Bobcats pretty much double everyone minus Georgia Southern. And and the average attendance to me is weak for Texas State. Um, How can schools with enrollment less than – you know, than the average attendance. So the Bobcats definitely definitely need to step it up in that game, and that's going to be very important. Tuesday night game. Uh, all eyes on San Marvelous, as some would like to call it. Uh, you know, the fans must show up. More than 23,722 is going to have to show up. It's not going to cut it against a team like Lafayette, who's prepared. They've won the Sun Belt Conference last year, tied with Arkansas State. Uh, you know, the Bobcats are going to need the home field advantage come Tuesday night. 
Talk about big games. Tuesday night, ESPN2. If you really want to consider yourself a legitimate football program, you need to pack this stadium. You need to show ESPN, the national audience, that this game matters. And that's something, like you said, the enrollment and the average attendance, that ratio needs to start moving in the other direction. Definitely, definitely. Uh, all right, Keyson Braggs every week. He's undefeated right now in Pick'em. So we got we got to pick we got to pick him. Got to pick up the game. So who you got and what's your score? Ah, uh, tough one. Uh, it's probably the toughest one I've had all year. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Texas State 31, Lafayette 35. Very close game. Comes down to the last minute. Uh, Tyler Jones plays well. Just Terrence Broadway just does a little better. Well, three and two. Might as well. Texas State, Tuesday night, they're going to win the ball game, I think, 42-35. Uh, I think wow. it's going to be a one-possession game. I think they're going to keep it close. I think uh, Lafayette turns over the ball late. Um, it's going to be going to be a very fun game uh, to watch. It's going to be really important uh, for the Bobcats to come out fast. And I do think Greg Mager finally gets, gets that me that touchdown. punt return touchdown. He came close against Idaho. Maybe this week they'll finally unleash, unleash the beast. You got any final thoughts? I'm just excited for this game. Tuesday night the biggest game on the schedule probably this year and it's a statement it's just a statement I, we've said it a lot in the last podcast but if any game is a statement it's this one in the national spotlight boy did, i mean can i piggyback off that if you want to talk about a statement i got a i got a letter that coach franchoni wrote to basically the fans and the texas state student body this tuesday night all eyes will be on bobcat stadium as we host the defending sunbelt champions it will be the only college football game in the country that day so this is our chance our opportunity to show the nation who we are at texas state university the game will be nationally broadcast on espn2 which will be the second time in school history that the bobcats will be shown on a premier station i need you this team needs you this community needs you i'm challenging you for 60 minutes to come to the game show the nation your bobcat pride and get crazy under the lights in bobcat stadium took the words right out of my mouth coach ran couldn't have said it any better couldn't have said it any better if you have any comments, leave it on universitystar.com. Uh, tweet us at universitystar or at ustar underscore sports using the hashtag field2fans. For sports editor Keeson Ramirez, I'm your host, Otis Evergal. And like I always tell you, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>